What's up, everybody? My name is Lamana. Welcome back to the God is My Source podcast. We bridge the gap between God, money, business, health, family, education, relationships. We know that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. I got Rhonda Jones on the line today from Cleveland, Ohio. What's going on? How you doing today? Hey, I'm good. Um, so I'm, my name is Rhonda Jones, but I am known. Most people know me as Obedience is Key. Okay. Um, good, though. I'm good. Can't complain. Amen. Amen. She said obedience is key. That's what drove me to her, y'all. One day, one of my friends, he because he know I got the podcast, and he was like, you got to interview this girl. She from the hood. She real raw with it, and she be real. You got to you gotta interview her. So he sent me her page. I started looking at her stuff, and I was like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, she, she definitely represents a lot of the things that we go through in our community, but we don't talk about on the other side. Like we was talking in our in our pre-episode about how there's a lack of transparency in the body of Christ, especially in the black community. So we just going to let God lead this conversation. We know this is going to be a great episode. I'm going to start off with a word of prayer and then we're going to get right into it. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for bringing us together. We thank you for letting us come together to gather in your name. We could be doing anything in the world, but we are here to talk about you, bringing people closer to you. You said we are the salt of earth, Lord Jesus, Lord, and allow us to be able to produce the things that you will allow us to produce so we can draw people closer to you. You said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. You didn't say seek anything else. You said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. For we know that is righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. And as we seek these things, Lord Jesus, Lord, we know all these things will be added unto us. We shall live a good life, an abundant life. We shall have joy, peace, and we shall bring people closer to you in every aspect of life, every way, every form, every fashion. Now be the driver of this conversation. Let the words out of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight and help us save some souls and bring some more people back to Christ. What is in Jesus' mighty name I pray it is, so in the Shelby, amen. Amen. Amen obedience is key to prayer warriors she be hosting lives too like she be having live prayer meetings and i call a hold of them a couple times i wasn't able to stay long because i was breezing through but i'm like she got some word in her y'all she got some word in her god bless her with an anointing i appreciate you for coming on and just talking with us today no problem no problem and actually i didn't even start off on live i started off on a prayer call mm, um okay. yeah back in 20, the end of 2018, um, going into 2019, um, I've always, well, we know when we're called and I ran from it for so long. So at one, back in 2014, I was actually a minister in training and everything. Um, and I remember one day my pastor pulling me off to the side because I was getting on social, I was a minister in training, but I was still living my life. Mm -hmm. Like I was in between. And I remember my pastors, I had took a trip to Miami and I posted my pictures from Miami. And one Sunday I went to church and my pastors pulled me off to the side and they were telling me like, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that, this, this, that, and the third. And and I left out of church so angry, like, if we're not being honest with people, how we gonna ever bring people to God? You get what I'm saying? Like how you're saying, we don't be transparent. Like how we gonna ever bring people to God if people can't see, you know what I'm saying? Like the real you. And so I had questions with God. And then um, 
one Sunday, we had to wear all black when we was ministered and training. So one Sunday, I just woke up one morning and I started texting my pastor and I was telling her, I don't want to do it anymore. I just want to go back to being sitting in my regular seat, wearing my regular clothes. I don't want to sit in the front of the church. I don't want to wear all black. I just want to be a regular member again. And something said, delete it. Like delete the message. Don't even send it. So I deleted the message and I end up going to visit somebody else's church. And when I went to visit somebody else's church, maybe a week later, I got the call that my pastor had passed away. Mm -hmm. So it was meant for me not to send her that because after the funeral, I was riding to the cemetery with one of her armor bearers. And she was telling me like, you know, my pastor used to be so upset with me. She's like, because she said, you have this fire in you and you this and you that, but you don't see it. And you you know, so it kind of like, so that kind of, kind of hurt me because it was like, okay, God, I see why now you didn't let me send it to her because that would have probably hurt her even more knowing that I was about to walk away from the car. And so that was 2014. So we get to 2018. Let's go up to 2018. Um, I was in a, re I had just opened up a boutique on Euclid. Um, I was going through all this stuff with my kid's father. My brother had just went, went to jail. Um, he was trying to, he was about to, it was a possibility he could get life. And then me and my kid's father were going through like this rocky situation where we were on the verge of actually separating. And I, I had just opened up the boutique in March by July of that same year. Holy Spirit told me to close it and to leave and move to Georgia. But it didn't, it didn't come that fast. It, I didn't get it like in that. So I used to wake up in the middle of the night, every night between three and five in the morning, every night. And no matter what I would do, I couldn't go back to sleep. Like I would pray. I would try to read the Bible. I would get on my phone and I couldn't go back to sleep. So at that time I was still living my life. So I said, okay, I got, I got you. I got this. I'm going to go and I'm going to get drunk tonight. And then I guarantee I ain't going to wake up in the middle of the night. Went out, got drunk, still woke up <laughs> in the middle of the night. So when I woke up, I started looking up. Why do you wake up at this time? And it was saying that it was spiritual awakening hours that that's the time that, you know, God is trying to talk to you because he can't get your attention no other time throughout the day. And it, and, and it read to just lay there and meditate and make sure you have a notebook next to you on the side of the bed. And I did that. And I kept hearing like Atlanta. I'm like, Atlanta, where am I going? I don't even know anybody in Atlanta. Um, so like a two weeks later, I ended up talking to my kids, great aunt. And we were talking. She was like, you need to move and you need to move to Atlanta. And I'm like, mm -hmm. huh? Like, how she do? Why she just say that? So I'm like, OK, that's two times. So I'm like, I, I was looking for a place to stay in Atlanta and I actually have a distant family member that live in Atlanta. So I went to go message her on Facebook. And when I went to message her to ask her where were some places I could move, the first message that popped up was in 2014, I asked her about moving to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. so, oh, I, all right, so this is it. So long story short, um, I decided to move to Atlanta. But before I moved to Atlanta, I was having these going away parties and it was my, I want to say it was like my 35th or 34th birthday. And um, one day I just, I sent out a text message to my friends and I made a promise to God in the car one day. I said, God, I promise you this time I'm going to do something to start walking in my, um, in my car. And this time I'm not going to turn back. Like, I'm going to do it no matter what. I'm going to do it. 
And so I started with the prayer call. And originally the prayer call was literally just for me and my friends, because as friends, we do everything else with our friends. We, we gossip, we fight, we do this, we do that, but we don't pray together. So I, I sent this message out to all my friends. Like, you know, we're going to start, a, I'm going to start a prayer call. Never pray for anybody out loud ever. When people used to ask me to pray, I say, yeah, I'm going to pray for you and pray. You know, the black people, how we say we're going to pray. And most of the time we don't even pray. That was our prayer. Yeah, I'm going to pray for you. And, and that was it. So um i sent it out and one of my friends was like well why is it just for us i think it should be for everybody and mm -hmm. i'm like mm, i don't even know how to pray like i'm just you know i'm gonna just start with us like let me just so i got on that so I, the promise that i made to god the covenant that i made to god and i didn't even know what i was making at that time because i, I grew up in the church but you know we go our own ways along mm -hmm older and I didn't know the covenant that I was making when I promised this to God and I just prom I, I promised him like I wasn't gonna turn back this time like my yes was yes this time but it was only it wasn't to ministering it was to just praying so um I started this prayer call and I told God I said God even if it's just me and you on this line I'm gonna have to I'm gonna still pray regardless no matter who on here and God will definitely test you to see if you gonna do what you say you're gonna do because there were some days that I would literally get on that call and it would be nobody but me and God. And I couldn't hang up because I made this promise to God, like I still gotta pray. But not knowing that that was God preparing me mm -hmm. for when he covered me. Like I gotta get you prepared, you gotta practice before I uncover you because I ain't about to send you out there and you have both of us look like no fool. So you sitting here on this live, on this phone some of these days, like I'm preparing you. So I end up, so that we, I started here and then I left and moved. That was about November. That was my birthday. Um, I left and moved to Atlanta in March. That was November when that happened. I left and moved to Atlanta in March. And when I moved to Atlanta, I call it my Genesis season. Um, that was my season that God told me to leave everything and everybody that I knew and go into this land of unknown. And he was going to bless those that bless me and curse those that curse me. And it was my season of isolation where God actually grew me into, molded me into the woman of God that he needed me to be. Um, I left here a girl. And then when God told me to come back, I came back a woman, but not just any woman. I came back a woman of God. Um, I was doing a prayer call out there. It was, at first it was just one day, my friend again, she don't know how much she was pushing me. She said, I think it should be two days. And I'm like, two days? You tell me I got to get up two days? Like, and it, so I pushed it to Mondays and Wednesdays. And um, I did it every Monday and Wednesday from at 7.30 a.m. And at that time, it was people getting on there that I didn't even know. It was more so kind of like a, a lot of older people got on. And nobody never knew that it was me. So in that time, I, I was saying, I just kept telling my friend, like, I want to have something to where... Um, one day we all could come together and people could see the voice that's behind the face, the, the face that's behind the voice. I'm like, I want it to be kind of like a prayer luncheon, but not the prayer luncheon that we're used to. Like when our grandmas went to church, like I want it to be something new. Um, and literally in, I want to say June of that year, God had gave it to me to have a prayer luncheon and to have it here and Cleveland was the first stop. Now, I didn't even know that I was going to move back to Cleveland. I'm thinking I'm just coming back to Cleveland to have the prayer lunch. So um, how I got the name Obedience is Key is 
I'm spending my spending my time with God and I'm trying to figure out a title for the event. And me and one of my friends were talking and she was like, well, what are you going to name it? And, and somehow obedience is key just came up. It came to me. And I'm like, this is what it's going to be. This is the name of it. Not knowing that this is a lifestyle. This is me. You know, this is me. You got to be obedient. You know what I'm saying? To get to anything. So I was doing a prayer live one there. And then when I moved back to Ohio, when, how I ended up on Instagram was one day I was taking my kids to school and the prayer line would not let anybody on the prayer line. Nobody could get on. Like it was like it automatically just locked us out. Nobody could, and everybody texted me like, if we can't get on, what's wrong? What's wrong? I'm like, I don't know. I can't get on either. So I'm like, I'm riding on the freeway and I'm like, oh well, well, no prayer line today. Good. I'm going home and I'm going to bed then. I'm going to lay back down. And as I was riding on the freeway, I was riding around Bishop going towards um Wilson Mills. And I, it was a sign on the freeway and it said detour. And I'm like, detour. Mm-hmm. And Spirit, Holy Spirit say, find a way around a distraction, detour. And I'm like, the only way is Instagram. And I'm like, but God, my hair ain't done. I, I, I look crazy taking the kids to school. And I said, okay, God, I'm going to do it. But I'm going to make sure the phone is flat down so can't nobody see me. <laughs> that, so that's how I end up praying. So most people think that I pray in the dark. I don't pray in the dark. I'm, I'm, I don't do that. I literally put the phone down so, so it, it makes the screen look dark but I'm not praying in the dark um and I put the phone on my lap and I just started praying and by the time I finished that prayer live that day so many people had shared it and so many people were in my DM men women everybody like I really needed that I cried listening to it this is and the third so what I got from it was God was telling me that it was time for it was more people that needed to be reached that couldn't be reached through that prayer call because nobody ever knew that that was me. You know, they didn't know. So, so it was like, that's how I end up on Instagram. And then I started, so I started only doing it on Instagram on Wednesdays. And then I did it on the, on the call on Mondays because eventually the call let me back on. But then after a while, the call just completely, I couldn't get back on at all anymore. And that's how I end up on Instagram on Mondays and Wednesdays doing the prayer. That's amazing. So you basically just like fell into it. Like you was like, I'm not about to do this. I'm not about to do that. But I got to keep my word. And then the detour happened. Now everybody know obedience is key. And now we got to be obedient to really live the life abundantly that we supposed to have. And it started with this prayer meeting. Right, right. Yeah. Yep. It, 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 um, because I've always grew up in church, but, and this is, and that time that God took me away to Georgia was to show me that it wasn't about religion because I was raised on religion, that it was about a relationship. So that's why the mission statement for obedience is key is we're not a religion, we're a relationship. Religion makes you believe you have to be perfect to come to God. Relationship says come just the way you are and I'll clean you up in every area that I need to clean you up in relationship gonna bring more people to God than religion ever will mm-hmm. um so God had to take me and sit me down so I can get my own personal relationship with God to understand and, and throw religion out because religion was keeping me from God religion made me believe you had to I used to say well I ain't gonna go to God yet until I because there's still some living I want to do I still want to do this I still want to do that and God truth be told God does not want 
soldiers. He's not mean. He want to laugh with us. He don't just want to mourn with us and, and go through trouble with us. He want to actually, he want us to be us. You know what I'm saying? That's how he's able to use us when we be us. But when we put on these facades and these masks and try to act like we just got it all together and like we don't live this way or live that way and we being hypocrites, hiding in the closet, doing the same thing that we condemning everybody else for, it's like you running people away from God. So mm -hmm. God allowed me to be me. And, and as I said, cleaning me up in every area. Every time he take me higher, he's cleaning me up. So things are falling off. Things that I used to do, they start, they're starting to fall off. Things that I used to like, they starting to fall off. I see what I did. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you I, good. I don't put it on airplane mode. I tried to put it on do not disturb. Um, But it's, it's just that. So when God took me to Atlanta, he let me know that I can be me and still love him. I can be me and still serve him. Um, and I think that we get it so mis like understood because of religion. Um, I used to think that I couldn't do this or I couldn't do that. Like, you know, being saved and, and having a relationship with God, we think it's not fun. You can't have fun no more. You can't, you can't laugh no more. You can't do this no more. And people will always say, well, you can't do this or you can't do that. I've even had, and, and it's just like, but you can because we know that in the word, it says the steps of a good man is ordered. Mm -hmm. So like, when I came back, you know, I, I, I was still, I still had my relationship with God, but then I would still go out to the clubs and, and I would have people tell me or people say, well, you can't do that. You know, you can't go out or you can't do this because you're misleading the people or you can do it, but you can't do it in public, do it privately. And, and, and I had to, I have to tell people, I'm not trying to look like God. You get what I'm saying? I have a relate. I don't want that's people's problem. You're so busy trying to look like God instead of getting a relationship with God. Here's the thing. My steps are ordered just like your steps are ordered. You don't know where God is allowing me to go into in this season. It will be times I will go to the club and I will literally be praying for people in the club. It will be times I will go to the club and people will ask me about a church to go to. So it's like we have to get out of that mindset. Of believing that you got to be this perfect person allow be you and allow god to use you the way that you are you know because there's only one you and, and the you that you are being there is a there's people that are assigned to you being you so mm -hmm. it's like there are people that are assigned to me being me i don't have to be nobody else i don't have to act like i'm so godly and like i'm just i, I don't i don't have to do that I love God. God knows I love him. God, let me be me. I know how far to go and where not to go. And I know when it's time to come home, my little brother say, God, give us a spiritual curfew. We know when it's time to come back in. So it's like, I think that people just need to be more, like you said, be more honest. You know, we fall, we're going to fall. But the thing is just not staying there. Um, the walk with God is not easy, but it's worth it. And he's not looking for you to be so perfect. Like that's not what God looking for. He know that we are, we dying of the flesh daily. You know what I'm saying? The flesh is, is a hard thing to fight off. He knows that. But I think a lot of us, when we fall short or something happens or we backslide, we want to give up on God instead of just getting back up. Um, I just told somebody the other day, the Donnie McClurkis song says, a saint is just a sinner who fell down, but they got back up. When we fall down, I think the enemy will be want us to stay there because there are seasons that I've fallen. That I've fallen short or I went back into habits or went back into ways, but I did not stay there because that's what the enemy wants. He wants us to stay there. Mm -hmm. No, because that's what end up happening, especially like with a lot of like preachers in high places, because like they get into a position where 
they driving home, seeing, 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 seeing. Then when they get in trouble or they fall into mm -hmm. something, they want grace. But that's why I'm very transparent. And I tell people all the time, do not put me up on no pedestal because I am not God. I'm going to fail you every single time. That's why God tell us, do not idolize man. That the only person you're supposed to be idolizing is God because man will fail you every time. So don't put me up so high up. Oh, obedience is key. Is this? No, obedience is key. It's a human being that will that is of the flesh, but the, but is trying to die, get rid of things. But we know that it happens, you know. So that's why you got to be open. That's why you got to be honest. You know, when you honest, can't nobody. You can't be. You don't have to ask for grace when you're honest. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. How, how you, the pastors they beat and sin, sin, sin. Then when they fall, they ask for grace. But if you're honest, not saying you got to get up there and tell all your business, but be honest and don't don't condemn people for the very thing you are doing. Because that's not right either. No, you got to, because even like when you think about it, hold on right quick. Let me close this door. We back, but no. So what happens is, is that that's why we really got to be in our word for real, because he say, delight yourself in the Lord. I'll give you the desires of your heart. And we think like a lot of people twist that, that verse. People think that like he gonna give you like whatever you want and all that stuff. No, you delight yourself in the Lord. He gonna give you desires of your heart. Why? Because we know that he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. So when you dwell in the secret place and you abide under that shadow of the almighty, you start to understand the different things that are attached to God. When I pray, one of the main things I pray is that Lord, bind my will to your will. I had read a book uh, by Liberty Saver called Shattering Your Strongholds. And she was talking about like the strength of God and how when the strength is placed in us, that that's when nothing is impossible. But we right. can't do that if we're not attached to him. So we bound to his will, bound to his way of thinking. That's when you abide under that shadow of the almighty. Because now you know that all the stuff, all the baggage that we try to carry on our days it can't dwell in the secret place because it's not going to abide under the shadow of the almighty. So once we start abiding under the shadow of the almighty, stand in the secret place, knowing that a good man steps ordered by the Lord, really understanding without faith, it's impossible to please him. We got to believe he a rewarder. So now we know that, all right, if I do the things that this Bible telling me not to do, I know that it's no choice that I'm going to end up in my expected end. Why? Because Joshua 1 and 8 tells us that we follow the law, we're going to end up successful. So now we know that we got to have faith. That we can't lean on our own understanding. You feel what I'm saying? All our ways acknowledge him. He going to direct our path. That's when that stuff starts falling off because you realistically know that's that practical side. You realistically know, all right, cool. If I keep doing this, and I say I want to do this. I want the desires of my heart to do this. And it matches the will of God. I know right. I can't go here if this go with me. Right. I can't do this if this mm -hmm. go with me. 
And when God start downloading them thoughts and those things into your brain and showing you what you can do, giving you favor in high places, you feel me? Your gift going to make room for you, bring you for great men. But what if you get before you, you can, the favor going to get you in the door, but your character is what's going to keep you there. So if you're not doing what you're supposed to do to build your character, you ain't going to stay there. So now you're going to be talking about what you did. Right. Because yeah. you ain't the well in the secret place. So I think that that that's what come with it. Like you gonna you gonna fall, but you gonna understand it. Like no, nah, I ain't doing that no more. Cause last right. time I did that, I lost. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think um, I think the enemy when we fall, that's where the enemy work on our mind the most. You know, um, to just make us think like, oh, you're not forgiven. You know, um, I remember a time that I did fall, and I repented to God, but my mind that's why we got to ask for a renewed mind every day because my mind kept making me think that I wasn't forgiven so I'm beating myself up I'm like well I might as well stay here now since you know what I'm saying I, I I I done failed I might as well just stay here and my cousin had to tell me one day she said you repented God forgave you now stop beating yourself up and get up and keep it moving like when you keep beating yourself up and keep replaying that thing over and over again you giving the enemy power because now you saying you want to stay where you don't fail at because mm -hmm. we feel God is not going to forgive us. But the day that we open up our mouth and repent, we are forgiven. So we don't even have to keep living there. You know, um, I did a live where I was talking about, you know, pick up your mat and walk, you know, um, once I seen that, I seen that. <laughs> you don't have to stay there. You get what I'm saying? Like once you're forgiven, you don't have to lay there and die. You know, um, you don't have to stay in that place. You pick, like he told that man, pick up your mat and walk. I've forgiven you. I mean, he didn't tell me that wasn't the reason for him, but this is like what I'm saying for us, you know, because we're the new people in the Bible. So it's like, pick up your mat and walk. I've forgiven you. You know what I'm saying? You don't got to lay there and die. The enemy wants you to lay there and die. The enemy wants you there to doubt. He wants you there in depression. He wants you there in unworthiness. But if I've forgiven you, you can get up and you can walk. And I just said it yesterday. When you actually pick, get up and you walk and you pick up your mat, them things going to start falling off the mat because we know a mat is wobbly so it ain't gonna hold it on there anyway so it's gonna fall off so it's just like just knowing and that mind the mind is where the enemy works at the most um so just knowing like every morning just asking for a renewed mind like every mm -hmm. single day to not keep dwelling on the things of the past because it's the past you know we all have one we all have hurt we all have some things that we done did that wasn't right to people but once we ask god to be forgiven and we righted our wrongs we don't have to keep living there and, mm -hmm. and i think that's where a lot of hey, we stay there a lot of and that i think that's the biggest battle each day renewing your mind because yeah. I just uh, said this thing on Twitter. Uh, Holy Ghost had told me when you really like completely yield to the will of God, mm -hmm. when you start understanding that whatever happened, happened. Like mm -hmm. I didn't say it this exact way, but you understand that whatever happens, happens because now you understand that whatever didn't work in your favor. That's what was supposed to happen. Now you can let go of those disappointments. You feel what I'm saying? You can let go of that heartbreak. You can let go of uh, missing out on opportunities. You know, right. you understand that, like, like you said, a good man's steps is ordered by the Lord. Like when Abraham went to where he went through to, he didn't just get everything overnight. Like he had about like three or four major trials and tribulations 
on that road. Him and his cousin, no, his nephew, they got into it. Right. Yeah. Not yeah. physically, but they 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 both had so much that they servants and everybody was just conflicting with each other. He's like, look, Lot, you you gotta go your way. I'm gonna go my way. Whatever way you go, I'm gonna be good regardless. So like you you take whatever the best land, whatever you want, just go your way. Right. Lost about four different wells. People don't like practical. People don't understand what he was really doing. So God gave him an ability to create wells. So what happened was the Holy Ghost showed me that like at back in that time when you was able to create a well, you was able to create a water source in the supply because they had deserts and large land masses of land. So when he can create this well and he can dig and find the water, what do that bring? It brings the people. Now you have civilization. So now people are like, well, who land is this? It got to be Abraham because he created the well. Everybody right. know who created the well. So now it's like, oh, can we come build on your land? Yeah, just pay me X, Y, Z in rent. You can do this. Oh, I ain't got that much in rent. All right, well, bet you go, you go watch the cattle. You go right. watch the sheep. You go watch the chickens. So now he got servants. He got businesses. He the bank. Every time yeah. he was doing this, the different people, they was coming like, hey, bro, you, you can't do that over here. It's slow. So right. they got people in them. So he got to pack up and leave. So now you understand that like everything that you go through is for a reason and to train you. That's why he said without faith, it's impossible to please him because you got to be a reward of those that diligently seek him. It is so crazy because I was, um, I tell people all the time, God meets you where you at, wherever. Mm -hmm. So it could be, if you listen to rap music and all, if you pay attention, God will meet you wherever you are, even through a rap song. You know, speaking of you saying you got to believe, I remember I was riding one day and I was listening to this Mary J. Blige song because God is so good. God is so dope. Like, he literally, if you pay attention, God literally speaks through everything. And I think we always look for God to speak through a voice. Mm -hmm. And don't even open up our eyes to know that God speaks through grass. He speaks through songs. He speaks through birds. He speaks through the clouds. He speaks through everything. But we're always just looking to hear a voice. where I say, God, I just don't hear you. I don't hear you. I don't hear you. And then I'll see something, a scripture will pop up on my mind or I'll be sitting somewhere and something and I'll see something and I know that it was God. So it's like, I'm not going to speak to you the same way in every season. Mm -hmm. So you have to be more attentive. We have to pay more attention to when we are asking and, and talking and seeking and searching God, we got to pay more attention. So I was listening, I was I was praying and I on a prayer live one day and I just had this feeling in me and I couldn't explain it. When I got off, I just like balled up in this ball and it felt like a lion was in a cage, was ready to bust out. Like I just mm -hmm. had this pain in my stomach. It was just like an unexplainable pain. And like the whole day I just was just crying and I'm just, but it wasn't a pain like hurt. It was just like a, a spiritual pain. And and I was just crying and, I, and I'm praying and I'm crying and I'm riding down the street in my car. And I started listening to Mary J. Blige. I don't even know why. And the song was, you got to believe. And, and she kept saying, you got to believe, you got to believe in me. So basically what I took it was, this is God speaking to me. Cause I'm, I ain't listening to nothing. I'm listening to Mary J. Blige. He's speaking through Mary J. Blige's voice. You got to believe in me. Like you got to, she's saying, you got to believe me, but this is God telling me, you got to believe in me. You got to believe in me. I told you once before that I love you and I need you. And I'm like, okay. And literally I, I just still was feeling this way all day. Like I just couldn't, I couldn't shake it. The next day, I went to my mailbox. 
I had filed for my nonprofit in my 501c3. They told me it would take six months to get it back. The mm. next, after all that happened, that pain that I was feeling, that I couldn't explain, that feeling like a lion ready to bust out of the cage, I ended up getting a letter that my nonprofit and my 5013C was approved. So basically, mm. that was it was birthing pain, but I didn't understand what it was. But then it was God telling me through Mary J. Blige, like, you got to believe in me. Like, I need you to believe in me. I told you once before that I love you and that I need you and you all of those things. So why do you keep doubting me? Why do you keep doubting me when I'm telling you this? I'm telling you this. So now I got to meet you in a Mary J. Blige song because you ain't believing it when I'm telling you in scripture or you ain't believing it when I'm telling you in our alone time. Now I got to speak to you through the Mary J. Blige song. And now you get it. So it's just more so just that, that believing. And, um, yeah, that, and, and what you say about Abram, you know, I, I, I call my time in Georgia, my Abram season, because that's where, where God, anywhere that God tells you to go, he going to already be there. He going to already be the made the way, even though we don't understand it. Like in Georgia, I didn't know how a lot of things, go, but God had already made the way because of God ordains it. He'll maintain it. But the season was so powerful because it wasn't him wanting to. He wanted to show me that it was never me or it was never man. It was always him that kept me, that provided for me, that kept my children. But I couldn't see this here because I was so distracted here. So I always thought that it was me. I always thought that it was my kids, father, the reason we had. I always thought and, and God had to take me away to show me it was none of that. It was always me. And, and to show me. If you trust me, I'm going to do more than this for you. This is just a little bit. This ain't even what I really have for your life. But I'm trying to give you a glimpse of if you trust me more, what I can do for you. That season was so powerful in my life. My last baby name is Truth Genesis. Because mm -hmm. we know that, 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 that Genesis is the beginning and the beginning is the truth. So it's like that was my new beginnings. That was my true beginnings where God tra was transforming me. And God let us go through all these different seasons because, it, like you said, it's somebody attached to your story. Somebody mm -hmm. won't change if you didn't talk to him, if I didn't talk yeah. to him, if John didn't talk to him, if if Cece ain't talked to him. You feel what I'm saying? Like only Bible people will ever see something. You know, I was just saying the other day, you know, half of the people you probably surround yourself around probably don't even have a relationship with God, don't believe in God, don't even know how to talk to God, but then they see you still surviving. You don't look like what you've been through. They, You should have been took out long gone, a long time ago, but you still here, you still stand strong, you still trust the God, you still believe in God. So it makes them say, well, hey, if he overcame all that and he's serving God, I want to go know that God. If mm -hmm. she's over, and she look like this and she done been through this and she been through that, I want to know who she's serving. I want to go and, and try them out. You know, sometimes we are the reason that people come to God because, like, you know, everything that we go through. And I remember when I first found out that I was called, I always knew something was different. When I first found out I was called, I was at a prayer luncheon. And I had broke down really bad crying. And the lady was like, she had told me, the prophet, she was like, do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? And I'm like, no, I'm rounded. Like, who else am I? And she's like, everything that you're going through is for somebody else. And I instantly stopped. And in my head, I'm thinking like, well, I hope they worth it because all this I'm going through, but not knowing that it was true though. You know, I had to actually live it to see it. Like everything that we are going through, we are somebody else's survival kit. 
you somebody else's survival kit. You know what I'm saying? Whoever watches, they somebody else's survival kit. Because if we give up, that means the people that's watching you that you probably don't even know that you the reason that they going on, they going to give up. So it's like, we don't even know how many people that we have attached to us. And that's why I think God wants us to, to, to pursue and to continue to go on and continue to walk in your call and not give up and not, and not fall down. And I ain't even just talking about a call and being a preacher or none of that stuff. I'm just saying in, in, in life, whatever it is that God has put you here to do, it's like, you got these people that's dependent on you and not just your family. It's like people on the outside of your family that are dependent on you. People everywhere that's depending on you. It might be a Muslim, an atheist, somebody that you feel what I'm saying that wouldn't listen to somebody else, but for some reason, you got their ear. Yeah. You listening to them, they listening to you. Or it might just be a business deal. You might be in a, a room doing a business transaction. And you just instead of like giving yourself glory, you like to God be the glory. And they Yes. Going I tell there. I always talk about God. If you don't want to hear about God, don't talk to me. I'm going to always talk about God. I ain't going to debate with you. I ain't going to go back and forth with you, but I will never downplay the God that I serve, the God that I know that done brought me out of places, the God that I know that done healed my kids, the God that I know that done healed me, you know? So I'll never downplay my God, but I'm not going to argue with you about, about it either, you know, because then when we get to debating and arguing with people about that put that that right there is making a non-believer not even want to come over to the other side because they like mm -hmm. serving God is they are I don't want to know that God so we got to be mindful that people are watching either way whether you know what I'm saying so it's like I don't argue about God but I'm not gonna not talk to you about my God I'm not gonna play my God you know I ain't gonna rock with him in private and then when I get in public deny him we done seen that happen in the Bible that's not what I'm doing and I have to tell my friends that all the time, they were like, well, I just don't, I said, oh, no, I'm not going to deny my God, but I'm not going to argue with people about him either. Because then I be, when, when the, what Kevin Gates say, I love, I love, and I, I love the fact that God let me be me and still incorporate some of the things that I love, even with him. Kevin Gates say, when you entertain a clown, you become a clown just like them. You get what I'm saying? So now it's two clowns arguing. I'm not going to argue with you, but I'm definitely not going to not talk about my God because, hey, he all I got. You know what I'm saying? When, when man leave me, when friends leave me, when family leave me, when I ain't got no money, I ain't got... God is all I have. Like, that is it. And if I ever let God go, I don't know where I would be. So I have no choice but to give God the glory and the honor because there's been times where I didn't have a relationship with God and I was almost up out of here. Mm-hmm. God, uh, he'll speak through anything and anybody for real, for real. Cause it's ironic that you said about Atlanta. Cause like one time, like I always knew I was cause I was a kid though. Like I was uh, born three months premature and mm -hmm. uh, I just, everything just happened the way it happened. Like my entertainment was listening to preachers. I was only like two years old. So I knew this already, but you know, you going your way. Oh. So <laughs> one time. I'm in Atlanta and I'm getting back into church at this point, point in time. Like I was always, I never got out of church, but I never was in there. You feel what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? You there, but you ain't there. So I'm there, but I'm actually listening. This is like 2019 and I'm in Atlanta. It was one of my friend's birthdays and I had not gone to Atlanta or nothing for a long period of time. I used to live in Charlotte. So I used to go back and forth like almost every weekend, but this specific year, I wasn't going. And I had told my mother, I called my mother. I say, 
the church don't even realize that they sending people to hell and they going to be the ones that's going to count for it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like letting her under, making her understand that like, like we know church, but we don't understand the spiritual realm. Mm -hmm. so what's happening is, is that so many people know church, know church, but they don't know the word of God that's going to help them fight in the spiritual realm. These people know absolutely nothing about the word of God. Only thing they know is church from the church. So right. if you not, first off, some of these people don't even get to hear about God. They don't know nothing. They lost. So we don't go get them. They don't got no opportunity to find out about who God is or anything. But you so worried about telling somebody what they doing wrong that you fail to show them how to do right, right. is wrong. And so yeah. me and my mother, we went back and forth with it on, uh, and everything. And she didn't know that I was like really like learning who I was. Mm -hmm. It's like, after that conversation, I just got into the Bible. We went yeah. out forever and then it's just like, God was just opening my eyes more and more and more. It was like more of a, on, along the lines of this why they need you. Mm-hmm. It was like a, they need you to be doing what you supposed to be doing, not what you're doing now, because they're not going to listen to you doing the same thing they doing, but they mm -hmm. respect the fact that you understand what they're going through. Right. Yeah. True. And that's when it's like, like you said, now that prone season come in, but you got to be in there where the people at, because only a drug dealer going to be able to go get drug dealers. Mm. Only a prostitute going to be able to go get them prostitutes. You feel what I'm saying? Only a mm. drug addict going to be able to go get the drug addicts. That's that, that assignment. Everybody got their own assignment. And I think people think that everybody's assignment should look the same. And it shouldn't. Um, my favorite rapper is Tupac. He said, in order for people to come into your world, you got to go into theirs. Mm-hmm. That I mean, I, I I honestly believe that that is true. You know, we we as people, because I ain't gonna put nothing on nobody. I'm gonna just say we as people, we as people sometimes get to certain places in life and we forget that we was once those people. And you know, we go back and reach back for them. Oh, I ain't going into no homeless shelter, or I don't want. You know, I talk to anybody. I I, I talk to any. My friends tell me all the time, like you talk to anybody. I will, I I will talk to, I don't care who you are. I'm going to talk to anybody. I'm going to make you feel like you are a person because most of the time that's what people want to feel like is people. You want to feel like you matter. You know what I'm saying? To me, everybody matters. It don't matter your status. It don't matter where you are in life. Everybody matters. And last year we fed the homeless um, and I was riding up to the uh, homeless shelter to go get the, to go and tell the people to come and walk down to the place we were feeding the homeless at. And it was this guy. And I told him, I went to the men's shelter and I told him like, we're going to, we feed down the street and around the corner. And he came to my car and he, and he started, I said, I ain't say I was giving you a ride. And then I said, you know what? Go ahead. You can get my friend said, you put him in your car. I said, I am. I said, because here's the thing. I'm crazy. Just like he crazy. So we just going to be two crazy people in here. I said, but I don't, I don't feel that in my spirit that he is going to do something to me. This man got in the car and we talked and he talked to me and he told me everything that was going on and how, you know, he just was open and she's like, he talking to you. He telling you all, everything. And then when we went to the place where we were feeding, he stayed there the whole time. He was like, do I got to go? I said, no, he just wanted somebody to talk to. He wanted, you know, and then he was able to get help from the people there because they wasn't allowing him to come back into the shelter. And then he had lost his home. So 
the people that was there was able to help him go somewhere for that night, you know, and it's just like, sometimes we just got to take our, take the time out and stop being so judgmental because just like these people at rock bottom, it could, it can easily be us. You know what I'm saying? Because these were once people who were probably the same as us or in the same positions or maybe held higher titles than us, but something happened along the way that got them to where they are. You know, we all have rock bottom moments. And I think that we forget that, you know, once God bring you up out of your rock bottom moments, you forget like, you know, you start taking the glory instead of giving the glory to God. And then people can't, like you said, when we ain't giving the glory to God, how can people think they're going to come out? How can people even say, well, let me start praying to God in my rock bottom moment? Because in my rock bottom moment, I have, I've had many of them. But every time I knew that God was the rock at the bottom and the, and the more I had rock bottom moments, the more I got to know God. Um, the more I got a relationship with him, I had a, I had a really, really bad rock bottom moment in Georgia. And I remember just talking to God and, um, I heard, heard my grandma and him singing. Now my grandma is deceased. Um, I grew up in church, but I went my own way. Like you said, I knew I was called from when I was little because I used to go down in the basement and act like I was preaching to the kids at Sunday school. I used to make the noise and everything like the preacher. I'm like, and God said, uh, and this, and that's how I used to be. But I always used to say, because, you know, back then we saw preachers, they were old. They were never as young as they are now. Like, they young now. People really walking in, they they call young now. So I used to say, well, it's not going to be until I'm like 60 or 70. I still got some living to do. And my one friend at the time, she was like, you can't tell God when he going to do what he going to do. I'm like, well, I still got living to do, so I do it when I get old. But when I was in Georgia and I was having this moment and I was just praying and I was talking to God, I heard on time God that I heard my grandma and him singing it. Like, I heard it. Like, they were there singing it. And, and I just, it just kept hearing on time God. And the more I got to know God for myself, God, when we get to know God for ourselves and he can trust us, he starts to introduce us to new names and get, and let us, you know, so I say it all the time. God is my 1159 God. My grandma used to call him her on time God, because that was the, that was the name she gave him with her relationship. But when I got my own personal relationship, that on time God song, yeah, it led me, it made me think you know, and know that God was an on-time God, but the 1159 was, God is a 1159 God, the deadline could be at 12, and God will come through at 1159, just to test your faith to see if you really believe in him, mm -hmm. and so what, he gonna show up, he gonna give you what you ask for, and he gonna give you a little extra, because that's the type of God that he is, you know, he wants us to produce patience as well in the pruning, you get what I'm saying, like, we, we gotta have patience, and I think, we don't have patience. And I, and I believe that's what takes a toll on a lot of us too, is that it's no patience. Like we pray and we think that God's supposed to do it right then and there. And it's been prayers that I done prayed years ago that I'm just now getting in 2022, you know, but, and, but, but in the word it says God, God's word will never return back void. So that even means like, if it don't happen until 20 years from now, like, like I know that I'm supposed, that I'm supposed to preach, you know, you're supposed to, whatever it is, you know, that it's supposed to happen. It may not happen today, but it'll happen before you leave this place, you know? Um, and I, I just think we get so discouraged because we want stuff right now. But like you said, if we get it right now, our character is not going to match up. And then we're going to get in the, get in these places. And we're going to do it for the wrong reason because we want to show this person and that person, I told you I could do this and I told you I could do that. And that's not what God does it for. That's not so if the heart posture ain't right, you ain't going to get it anyway. Your heart got to be, your, your heart definitely has to be right. Because if the heart is not right, God will not give it to you until your heart is right, which meaning your character is right as well. Um, and I think that like that'd be like a lot of our problems, especially 
in our society now, in our city. You know what I'm saying? Because I ain't, I can't speak for other places. I can speak for where I'm from. That is our issue now. It's more so I want to show social media that I got this and I got that and I, I came from this and I came from that. Now look at me now. And it's like, it ain't going to be no look at you now. Because the thing is, you 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 rushing and you ain't allowing God to do what he need to do. And you're not allowing God to train you. You know, you're not allowing practice. Like like I told you, Georgia was my, before I went to Georgia and all of that, that was my practice, you know, practice mode. And when I got back here, God said, okay, you ready now. Now I can expose you because now your character, because now I done, I, done, I done trained your mouth to not always say something back when somebody be coming to attack you. Because there's been times people done came in my DM saying all type of stuff about me now. And I be wanting and then some say, you better delete it. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, we got to allow God to prepare us in those areas that he know that we were messed up. Because my mouth was reckless. That you say something to me, I, I'm definitely, who you, I'm going to go in on you. And I remember talking to my pastor one day, somebody came in my DM and they went in on me and they even made posts about me and everything. And I was crying to her. And I'm like, God, I'm telling God first, I'm like, God, these your people, these your people. I don't even, I like, I didn't ask these your people. This is how they do. And this is how they going to do. Like I'm doing what you call, I'm not you. I'm doing what you asked me to do. And that's intercede. And I think that to get off track, but I think that's what people get it misconstrued at too. We back to that, putting too much hope in man. Here's the thing. I'm an intercessor. I can pray for you all day long, but if you are not putting in the work for the prayer to go forward, then it's nothing that I can do for you. It's nothing that I could do. So if you praying and you going through some stuff and, and it's and, and you know that you need therapy, go seek therapy. You know what I'm saying? You it, it, Faith without works is dead. Prayer without works is dead. So you can pray all day long, but if you're not putting in the work, so I can pray all day long for you. But if you're not putting in the necessary work that needs to be done for the prayer to come to pass, you can't be mad at nobody but yourself. You can't even be mad at God. You can't be mad at nobody but yourself because until you do your part, God can never do his part. So... Mm -hmm. I was texting her and I'm like, this is God people. And I'm talking to her and I'm like, and this is how they do me. And this and then the third. And I said, I'm so mad. She said, and then, and then I, as I, cause I think when we talk more, we'll answer our own question. And I said, I think I'm so mad cause I can't respond. She said, ah, oh, that's it right there. I said, yeah. I said, because I can't respond. I can't respond how I used to want to respond because I would have went in on you. Like, who you talking to? Like, I, this ain't that. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, this ain't that. But, but God, in that season of preparing me, in that season of practice, in that season of, of pruning and, and stretching and building up character, he had to teach me how to be quiet, too, because our mouth would get us in a lot of trouble. And, and I'm just learning to just sit back. God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, hey, vengeance is his. We don't have to do nothing. So once I realized, like, the issue was I wanted to just clap back for real. It, 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 that's what it was. But so that's why we got to allow God to prepare us but so many people want to be exposed too soon and when you be exposed too soon you gonna mess up everything that god got for you i you know you you gotta stay covered until god is ready to expose you like i never i never in a thousand years never in a million years would have ever thought this was my walk for real and i did not ask for it i answered the call god called me and i did answer this go round, and i stayed stay consistent with it and i kept my my promise to god but I didn't ask for it, but I'm learning that if you just allow God to prepare you, you know, like when we go to a show and you practice and like, say you go into a play and they practice, they got to practice, practice, practice. But then when it's time, because one thing about exposure, 
once God exposed you, ain't no going back in the hiding. You out there. You out there. Everybody see you. It's been days I ride down the street and I'll be like, hey, God, you could have kept me covered for this. Like, I wouldn't have cared if nobody would have knew that this is what I had. Because the things you go through once you get exposed, we be thirsty for exposure. But you ain't ready for what come with exposure. It come with people trying to assassinate your character. It come with people trying to pull your cards. It come with lies. It come with deception. It come with losing friends. It come with losing family. It come with losing yourself sometimes. It come with losing things. But we don't be knowing. Only thing we see is the glory part of it. We don't know the back end or the back stories of what people really be going through that that to be exposed like and i would be and i would just ride like god you could have kept me you could have kept me hidden like you could have kept me hidden because if i knew this was what exposure was gonna bring me but i never asked to be exposed god exposed me because he felt like i was ready and that's the thing too you can't ask to be exposed god just gotta say no that you're ready to because the way that god know you ready is you ain't asking for it. Mm -hmm. that's how when you keep asking i want to be i want this i want you ain't ready you ain't ready because I didn't ask for that. That day I was riding on the freeway. I didn't ask for the prayer call to not, to not, you know what I'm saying, go through. I didn't ask to get on Instagram live and then for people to actually need what I had. Like, I didn't ask for that. It was like, I just sat in God's presence. I allowed God to work on me. I allowed God to work through me. I allowed God to clean me up in the areas that I needed to be cleaned in that season. I ain't go and try to get cleaned up for the season that I wasn't even ready for yet. Anyway, I allowed him to clean me in that season. And I think sometimes we get too far ahead of God and God be like, hold on, hold on. I got to heal you right here because if I was to heal you all in one, it'll kill you. Mm. It'll kill you. Like if I was to heal you all in one time, because we know the healing hurt. It's done been some times God just started some exposing some stuff in my life and I'm like, oh no, 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 no. Like that don't feel good. I don't like that. I don't like that. So imagine if he tried to heal us all. Imagine if God tried to heal all my 36 years worth of trauma, hurt, pain, all at once. I wouldn't be able to take it because sometimes I can't even take one season of healing. The things that's going on in that season that he want to deal with. So it's like, I think we just have to have patience and understand too. Like we got to be silent too in them seasons that God is preparing us because we, when we open up our mouth, we allow the enemy in on things that God didn't even want the enemy to know. I did on my, on that same live where I was talking about exposure. Um, Holy spirit told me that God played chess. He played chess, not checkers. God don't speak until it's time to say checkmate. So like that whole time God was preparing me and he speak, he didn't speak until I was there. And he said, checkmate. You get what I'm saying? Like she here. She here now. Cause if I speak too soon while I'm preparing her and to get to this, to get to this block and that block and that block, it's gonna be some people trying to block her. It's gonna be some things trying to block her. So I'm gonna need to be, I'm gonna need her to be quiet, but I'm gonna need to, I'm gonna be quiet as well. And then I'll speak when it's time to say checkmate. Now, now it's action. How you go to the show, lights, camera, action. You done practice all this time. Now it's time to say action. And when them curtains open, ain't no closing them boys. You can't even hide behind them. So you just gotta be, you have to be careful with what you ask. For and that's what anything in life like we got to be careful because God will give you and then the thing I'm learning too God will give you the desires of your heart and sometimes God will give you what you want just to show you it wasn't what you wanted but He gonna give it to you because that's the type of daddy that He is He a good daddy He don't want to withhold nothing from us It was a season I prayed and I prayed and then I'm learning too We got to be mindful of what we pray for so we when we pray we supposed to say God your will be done. Not my will, but your will. Because our will and God's will never align. In one season, I beg God for something. But, and we know that our tastes change in every season. Just like a baby. A baby start off eating baby food. 
then it go to little, you know what I'm saying, little pieces of food, then it go up the table food, then it go up the steak. Our taste changes every time that God grows us. So in the season, I was begging for something. I was a girl. I was a girl. I was still a, a, a eating baby food for real. But then in that next season, I wasn't a girl anymore. I was a woman of God. And then God went back and gave me that prayer that I asked for when I was eating baby food. And it was like, I don't want this guy. The devil tried to stop us, but we rebuke him in the name of Jesus. But where you were left off at? You was talking about um God giving you what you asked for. And I remember praying on the phone to my I mean talking on the phone to my cousin. I was crying and I'm like, why would God do this? Because that's what we do too once God gives us what we ask for. Why would God do this to me? Why would God do this to me? And she was like, uh-uh-uh. Don't blame that on God. She said, that's what you asked for. And I said, I don't want to hear that. And I got off the phone. And and I I, I want to say this too, because it's so vital to have the right people around you. People that's going to not be a yes man or a yes man and tell you what sound, you know what I'm saying, what just make you feel better. They're going to tell you the right thing. They're going to hold you accountable. You know what I'm saying? They're going to hold you to, to the things that, that you wrong on. You know, and, and at that time, I didn't want to hear that, but that's what I needed to hear. You know, um, that was that's the type of people that you need around you that's going to call you out on your mess because I did ask for that. So how could I sit here and blame God for something that I asked for? Like I asked for it and he gave it to me. So how am I mad at him? But then if he wouldn't have gave it to me, I would have been mad at him. So it's like, you got to make up your mind. Um, it's just it, at that, that is a big part of your walk as well. It's being around people that can hold you accountable. People that's going to keep you on the course. People that's going to pull you up when you falling. People that's going to pray for you. You know what I'm saying? And not pray on you. That's going to really pray for your well-being because sometimes a lot of people be out here praying, but it ain't the praying that we talking about. It ain't the P-R-A-Y praying. It's the P-R-E-Y praying. So it's like, you got to, you know what I'm saying? You got to have that discernment to know like who is of God is around you and who is not. Because every my grandma used to always say, you can't have everybody pray for you. So, you know, like, I, I don't tell, ask people, if you're going to pray for me, I need you to pray out loud because I need to hear what you're saying. <laughs> like, cause you you just never know what people are praying. Some people, people could be praying on your downfall. So you you got to be, you. that's why you got to have people around you that even if your, your spirit, your discernment is not turned up, the day discernment turned up and they're going to tell you, hey, spirit saying that ain't, that person ain't right or, or that ain't right or you shouldn't be going off and doing that or you shouldn't be doing this. And then we got to be willing to um, take it in, too, because sometimes people tell us stuff and we don't want to hear it. So, you know, what I'm saying we're going to who who they think they is. And we 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 don't we ignore it. And then we get mad and be like, well, why you ain't tell me that? And they be like, I did. You wanted what you wanted or you wanted to be around. who You wanted to be around. You wanted to be attached to who you wanted to be attached to. You was you know, what I'm saying Cause, uh, once again, uh, in our city, a lot of people are thirsty to be seen. So we're sitting at tables. The truth, but we begging to sit at tables. The truth be told, they supposed to be sitting at our table. You get what I'm saying? Like we going and taking seats at people's tables, and God done prepared a table for us. And we trying to go sit at somebody's table. And I spoke on that as well. You know, um, we trying to sit at somebody else's table, and we so thirsty to sit at the table that we sitting at the kids' table. You know how when we was kids, it was an adult table and a kids' table. We just want to be in that room and around that person so bad. When God said that ain't even what I got for you, but you so thirsty, you gonna you so desperate, you gonna go sit over there at the kids' table when I got this whole big table prepared for you. You you so busy you so busy trying to be seen by them when truth be told, you're inspiring them. But you don't even know your worth. You don't even know what I got for you. And you just, you're so busy trying to rush, rush, rush. And then when you get hurt, 
Now you back in my feet. When it's like, I told you I had a table for you. I told you the, the table was prepared. I'm just waiting on you to take your seat. Your table prepared, but you looking at somebody else's table. You don't even see your seat is, is there. So it's just, it's just, we just got to be uh, our discernment. I always say you got to turn, I ask God to turn my discernment up, like turn it up, like discern so you could be able to discern. Yeah, all the way up. Discernment, like asking for wisdom, you know what I'm saying? All the time, wisdom, you know what I'm saying? Knowledge, understanding. And then also just, I think just, just getting your own relationship with God. Not what somebody else's relationship is, not what your mama relationship was, your grandma relationship. I thank God, thank God for my grandma and introducing me to God. But I had to get to know God for myself. You know what I'm saying? In the word, it say train up a child the way they should go and they'll never part. So I thank God for my grandma and training me up the way I should go. So then when life did start kicking my butt, I knew who to run to. You know what I'm saying? Because some people don't even have some of these kids don't even have people showing them the way. You know what I'm saying? And some of these people don't even have God, have, have parents or grandparents introducing them to God. They don't even know God. So that's why they out here searching for other gods and seeking other gods, which is material things and, and uh, universe and whatever else they serve. I, I, you know what I'm saying? Whatever it else, because nobody trained them up in the way they should go. Granted, my grandma and them trained me up in the way that I should go. I went off and I did my own thing because that's what we're going to do as people. We do our own thing. But at the end of the day, I knew who to come back to. I knew who to come back to. And I had to tell my brother that at one point. Um, one point my brother didn't believe in God anymore. And he was telling me, we just were talking one night and he was like, I want you to start hanging with my daughter again, but I don't want you pushing that religious stuff on her. And I told him, I said, I ain't gonna push nothing on nobody, but I ain't gonna not talk about her around her either to make you feel comfortable. And he's like, because we don't serve, I don't serve the same God you serve. I said, well, who do you serve? He said, I serve almighty Lucifer. I said, the devil? He said, that ain't the devil. I said, well, who is it then? I thought that was the devil. He said, so we were talking some more and I'm sitting here and I'm like, God, why did he come to me out of all people to tell me this? Because at this time I wasn't even on my walk like this. You know, um, I guess God was showing me that this was my life. And I'm like, why would he tell me this out of all people? And when we ended the call, he was like, yeah, because I already sold mine. And I'm like, sold what? And he like, my soul. And he hung up. So I go home and I'm sitting there in my room and I'm like, why did he tell me this? Like, why would he tell me this? I don't want my brother to go to hell. This is my favorite brother. Like, I don't want him to go to hell. Why would he tell me this? And my friend, she's an evangelist. She's like, he told you that because truth be told, he wants you to pray for him. She said, and I'm like, okay. She like, don't give up on your brother. Keep calling your brother. Even if he don't answer, because for some days he stopped answering my call. She like, even if he don't answer, she like, get on that voicemail. Don't give up on him. So years later, this was around the time where God was starting to work on me. And I was telling you in the beginning where my brother had went to jail. He ended up going to jail. And um, he was supposed to, the time they were trying to give him was life if he got found guilty. And he was asking me, he's like, what you think I should do? Because if I get found guilty, I'm going to get life. He like, but I ain't do it. I said, I can't tell you that because that's your life. Because if I felt like I wasn't didn't do it, I'm going to probably go fight it out. But I said, I can't tell you that because then if you lose and yo, you got life in jail, now you're going to blame it on me for the rest of your life. I said, so I need, I said, why don't you go to God and pray to God? He said, you already know what's going on with me and God. He said, I told you already before. I said, okay. 
all right, well, I, I don't know what to tell you then. Like, I'm just like, okay. And for nights, like, I would have these dreams. And I remember one night I had a dream that he did some time, but he didn't do lights. And he ended up calling me one day I was at work. And I'm like, I keep having these dreams about you. And I had a dream that you gonna go, you gonna do some time, but you just not gonna do lights. And he like, I hope it come true. I said, well, you know, talk to, he said, already did. We good now. He said, he, so he, he, and I said, remember, cause in that conversation when he told me that he believed in the devil, I said, you'll be back. And he like, no, I'm, I said, you'll be back. I said, cause you know where you come from. That's that train up a child in the ways you go and they'll never part. I said, you'll be back. And, and when he told me, he's like, he talked to God and him and God was good now. He was like, but it's not, he's like, it's not the God that you said. He said it was Allah. I said, at the end of the day, it ain't the devil. So it's cool with me. I said, that is fine with me. And I told him, I said, remember that night I told you that you will be back. I said, you back, right? I said, but here's the thing. When we leave God's presence, we leave hopping, skipping, running, happy. Oh, we got it all together. We know what's going on. I said, but when we come back to God, we come back to God a mess because the world done broke us down. People done broke us down. We come to him crawling. We cry. Sometimes we can't even crawl. We got to slither to him. Somebody got to drag us to him. You know what I'm saying? And God still allows us back and still loves us like we ain't never, never turned our back on him. That's why he's nothing like man, because as many times as we done turned our back on God, God never turns his back on us. He never takes his covering off of us. And just a month ago, I was talking to my brother and he now in the Muslim um, beliefs, they don't call them preachers. They call them imams. But he just he had just announced to me that he is a preacher for the Muslims. So he's a, a mom. And I said, you see how God had to take you through all of that to get to that. You get what I'm saying? Like you had to go through all of that for you to get to what it really was that God had for you. And, and that's, I think that's what all of us, you know, we have to go through these moments, like you said, to get to what God got for us. Now, how long we go through the moment, the, the stuff that's up to us, you know, that's up to us. We choose how long we go through. You know what I'm saying? We, we honestly, we try to blame everybody else and we try to blame God, but we choose with our obedience. You know what I'm saying? With our, if we not obedient, we gonna go through like the children of Israel. You know what I'm saying? They could have been came out, but they chose to stay in that thing for 40 years. So like, even with us, we choosing to stay in the wilderness for as long as we choose. So because there is an exit and, and, and Holy Spirit gave me in the beginning of the year that this is our exodus season. This is our exodus year. 2022 is our exodus year. And so many people came into this year so pumped, so hyped, all gas, no brakes. You know what I'm saying? They was just so happy. But then as life done happened throughout the year, they drive is gone. They belief is gone. They ain't trusting no more. They ain't seeking no more. You know what I'm saying? They just dry. They, they just don't know what to do. And it's like, do you trust me? We 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 scream 11, 11.59 God, on time God all day long. So we know that we still have three months, two and a half months left in this year for God's word to not return back void. We got until 11.59 p.m. December 31st before for God's word to come back, you know what I'm saying, to come to pass. So it's like these last couple of months, we need to get our drive back. We need to start seeking more. We need to start fasting more. We need to start praying more. We need to start trusting more. We need to start, you know what I'm saying, speaking it as if it's already done and believing it, you know, and not worrying when we put it out there because, this is our year. This is this is our year. Like this is our exodus year, our year of coming out. But the choice is ours. Uh, some people gonna come out and some may. 
but the choice is up to you if you choose to come out. And I don't know about nobody else, but I've been getting real intentional with my last couple of months of this year because I want to come out. I want to go into that that promised land that God has promised us and that we about to walk into in 2023, that, that the promised land and flowing with milk and honey. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, at this point, I need people to get get their drive back, get your motivation back, like get get your stance back and stand flat footed and firm on, on the word that God gave us in the beginning of the year, because I know that I'm not the only one that got it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that others have got that same word. It may not have been the same way God gave it to me because God gave it to me. He meet me where I'm at. He gave it to me. how I, I could understand it. So it's like we we just got to we have allowed things and and little uh, traumas and issues um to discourage us and make us forget that about god's promise um so it's just like we just gotta we we really have to get back grounded and and i say this season is i call this season a full circle season because everything that that was for us that god had for us i feel like it's, it's come back around full circle and giving god is giving you a chance to grasp it again but if you don't take hold of it you can't blame nobody but yourself because everything that i've prayed for in seasons before and i've either allowed fear to stop me from doing it or i allow failure to not make me try again it's the all came back around in this season even when it comes to my kids and i see it and i'm like i said this before and i was doing this before or i wanted to do this and it's back here now right in my eyesight because god is here right now it's here and god is trying to give you the opportunity to get it and if you don't take it you can't be mad and nobody else like you cannot be mad and nobody but yourself so it's like it's time for us to wake up it's time for us to get attentive i keep playing this same song it's called um the king is here and, and in the song she's saying you know to the procrastinator it's time to wake up uh to the to the prophet it's time to wake up it's time for us to wake up because the king is here like every, it's, he's here he's trying to give us everything that 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 we're supposed to have according to his will i feel this this tug and i'm back to that spirit thing again how i felt that day when i went into this bar i i keep it i, I explain to my friends and everybody don't get it only those that it's happening to is going to get it i feel this pulling in my spirit i feel this pulling that's pulling me you know how when you was a kid and your mom y'all was trying to hurry up and make it to the doctor's appointment or to the grocery store your mama started pulling you real fast to hurry up to get you there before y'all miss it i feel like that's what spirit is doing to us because he know because god know that we coming to the end of this you get what i'm saying to the end it, it's the doors is closing and if we don't grab it we gonna miss it so i feel like the spirit is our moms or our dads whoever was pulling you, your grandma whoever's pulling you to that appointment it's pulling us and it's trying to tug us to hurry us up to get there but if we ignore it once again we can't be mad at nobody else. but god is so good he's he's such a good daddy that he's even given us a grace period you know how you get a grace period at the doctor's office they give you a 15 minute grace period because some of us like to run late or some of us don't get it until like the very last minute he's so good he's even given us a grace period because look at how he done came back around and and we feel his presence so much now we feel his the spirit so much now it's like it's so many people say they feel it we're in harvest season you know what i'm saying we reaping what we've sown we, we about to get back everything that the enemy took from us we about to get double for our trouble so it's here god is here and he's trying to them feelings that you feeling inside you ain't crazy like and we can't we can't tell it to everybody either because everybody don't feel it so some people will make you feel crazy and then your spirit man gonna die because you don't allow somebody to put fear in you and, and you was right there at the door of everything that god had for you because the doors are open he just waiting on us to walk through them 
Every door is open. We saying we waiting on God, but God waiting on us. He already there. He waiting on us. He already ordered our steps, but it's our choice to put one foot in front of the next and actually walk through the doors. But he's such a good daddy. He even sending us some, some help. He's sending the Holy Spirit to assist us because he know that we, we we like the slow foot. He know that we like to procrastinate. We want to take this person, that person. But God is allowing everything and everybody to fall off that ain't supposed to go. And he even allowed, I, I ask God every morning, I said, God, remove anything and anybody that is around me that is hindering me from doing what you need to do in my life. But even if it's me, because sometimes it's us, it ain't even people. We want to blame everybody else, but it be us. I said, even if it's me, move me out of my own way. Move me out the way so I can get to where you need me to go. God is so good, y'all. He's sending us help. Help is here. That feeling that you're feeling, that you can't explain and ain't nobody else feeling, or maybe a few people that's feeling it, that's your help. We keep asking God for help, 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 help. The help is here. The help is here. The choice is yours to take, to grab a hold of the help's hand and do your part. Do your part. Write it down. Make it plain. But when you write it down and make it plain, you have to believe it. You got to believe it. I heard a sermon and I, I, I started living it ever since that day. I love me some T.D. Jakes. T.D. Jakes said, you got to start telling yourself, I will not worry. So when you in the courtroom and the enemy try to get in your head, I will not worry. At the doctor's office, I will not worry. You got to talk that doubt out of your head because the doubt will overpower the good little thought. It's the, oh, I don't deserve this. I ain't. And it's the self-sabotage. And my pastors are preaching on self-sabotaging right now. And I tell them all the time, y'all right in my house because even I self-sabotage, you know, because sometimes we don't think that we're worthy enough for it. Or why did you choose me, God, out of all people? You know what I'm saying? And it's like little old me. But God is saying, ain't nothing little about you because I'm a big guy. So anything that I've created, anything that I put my hands on is big. So why are you saying little old you? I had to stop saying, because I used to always be like, why are people worried about little old me? I ain't doing none of them. It's little old me. But no, it ain't little old me. It's big you. That's why they worried about you. And you serve a big God because we don't even write God with a lowercase G, we write God with a big G. I know I do. I don't know about nobody else, but I write God with an uppercase G. So there's nothing little about God. So why do we make ourselves so little? Why do we shrink ourselves? You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't shrinking myself no more. Yeah, it's big me. It's big obedience is key because I serve a big God and nothing that God touches and nothing that God put his hands on and nothing that God ordained and nothing that God or anointed and nothing that God has saved for a time like this is little. So it's like, we, we got to just, we got to understand, man, everything that, that you that you feeling and that you want, you deserve it. You deserve it. Everything that you imagine in your head. I heard Mike Todd say, I love listening to, to pastors too. I heard Mike Todd say, Mike Todd said, um, until you write it down on paper, it is nothing but a dream. Until you put it on paper, it is not, a, until you put it in the atmosphere, it is nothing but a dream. When you put it on paper, you give it the opportunity to become reality. Steve Harvey said it all the time. You know, we, I love Steve too. Write it down, make it plain. You got to put it out there. If it's in your imagination, you're not just imagining that just because it just popped up on your head. That's what God really got for you. But I think sometimes we don't believe that we deserve that stuff because of past relationships, past friendships, you know what I'm saying? Family ships, just people making us think that we don't deserve these things or we dreaming too big. I, I, we dreaming too big. I tell my son all the time, it's that man that wear the little scarf thing on his head on Instagram. And he be like, you think it's small. You got to think big. You got to think big. Like, stop thinking so small. Like, we put God in a box. Like, we limit God. When God is a limitless God, like, we ask him for rent and stuff to be paid. God, like, I wish he asked me for a house. We ask him, you know what I'm saying? Like, we ask him for, oh, just let my car make it. God, like, I want to give you two or three cars. Like, I, I, I'm so, I'm where I'm at in my life where, I don't want to own a house. I ask God for land. Give me land. 
I don't, I, I want land, a land, and I want this and I want that. You know what I'm saying? I'm tired of asking for small. Lord, just let my rent get paid this month. No, no, no. I don't just want that. You know what I'm saying? Like I want more, and God wants to give us more. But we so scared to ask for more because I even do it too at times. You don't want to seem like you being ungrateful. So you don't want to ask for more. And God is saying, I want you to ask me for more so I can show you who I am and what I can do. And, and it's just like, y'all, we got to ask for more. Like, ask for more, not even just in material things, more in your, in your peace. You know what I'm saying? More peace, more love, more joy, more healing. You know what I'm saying? Just more. Like, just ask. Anything that we ask, he'll give. And, and stop always searching for material stuff. I'm in this season of my life, man. I ain't even asking for material stuff. I want peace more than anything. Peace over my home, peace over my children, peace over my finances, peace over my mind, peace over my relationships, friendships. Because when you have peace, you rich. You rich. Because when you got peace, you got clarity. And now you can see better. You could you 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 coming up with more ideas. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we we gotta not always seek for material things. So the material gonna come. The material gonna come. When you do what what God tell you to do, I used to have this hoodie and it said bag chaser. Bag chaser. We chasing a bag. We chasing a bag. And I see people say that all the time. I'm chasing a bag, chasing a bag. Well, when is the bag ever going to get full? It'll never get full. How about chase the spiritual bag? And when you chase the spiritual bag, the other bag going to fill up anyway because you're chasing what is right. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's stop chasing material things. But the enemy knows what he's doing because he knows that our time is coming up short. He knows that our time is getting short. So he got us chasing the wrong things because he knows that time is something we can't get back. So if we just chasing money and we chasing this, we chasing that, now we tired. So we can't focus on spending time with God. We ain't getting in the presence. We ain't reading. We ain't studying. We ain't watching sermons. We ain't worshiping. We ain't going to church because the only thing we're doing is chasing a bag. And the bag got you can't even focus on the thing that God really got for your life. So you're going to leave this place just chasing a bag that you will never get full. Never get full. My, my father used to always say, don't chase money because you will never catch it. And that's the truth. We'll never catch up to money. So it's like, I, I'm learning, like, I'm learning even with my time. Don't spend all my time at work. Don't spend all your time at work. I'm not telling you to don't go to work, but don't spend all your time at work. Spend time with who, who matters. That's God. That's your family. That's your kids. And that's you. You know what I'm saying? You're your biggest assignment. You are your biggest assignment. My pastors, we had an assignment, at a homework assignment at church, and they asked, what do we think our assignment is in life? And I was looking for this big educated answer because I wanted my answer to add up to everybody else's. And God, like, I don't need you to be that. I don't need you to be that deep. I need you to just be you. And your biggest assignment is you. Because if we are not healed and if we are not together, how can we ever go out and help somebody else? So everybody, I need y'all to understand, y'all biggest assignment is you. You are your biggest assignment. Work on you. Allow God to heal you. Allow God to... Uh, clean you allow God to prune you allow God to isolate you because we know that after isolation comes revelation and then after revelation comes elevation you know what I'm saying he's prep he's preparing you in that isolated season that's what he's doing so it's isolation it's preparation it's revelation and then you get ele ele elevation so you know I think we want to skip all these steps so we just want to get elevated you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I'm isolating myself by myself, but what are you doing by yourself? Are you actually getting prepared while you by yourself? I don't need no friends. I stay isolated to myself. But what are you doing in your isolation season? What are you doing? Because we ain't meant to even do life by ourselves. So if you just tell yourself, I don't need no friends and I don't need no family, that's the trick of the enemy. That's the trick of the enemy because we know that iron sharpens iron. We know that two is better than one. 
So it's like, don't be isolating yourself just because you isolate yourself because that's what the devil got you doing. When you get isolated, make sure that God is the reason that you are isolated because God is going to do some things in your isolation season. And it's not a punishment. It seemed like a punishment, though, because I done been in isolation. I'd be crying like I ain't got nobody. And it'd be like, God, like where everybody at? And ain't nobody checking. And God, like, I'm doing something to you. Don't worry about where they at. Cause I might, I might even be removing them so I could bring new people in. It's going to help you get to where I got you to go. So it's like, don't allow the enemy. Cause the enemy, the enemy, the enemy play tricks on you. The mind play tricks on you, boy. That's saying from when we was a kid, the mind's is a terrible thing to waste. I don't even think that that, that mean what they was meaning. It means that the enemy, the enemy will get your mind and that, and it just be it. Everybody out here isolating themselves. I don't need no, you need people. You need people. You just ain't got the right people around you. So that's why you feel like you don't need nobody. Because when you got the right people around you that can love you, help love you to life, back to life, the healthy way that can pour into you, that can support you without looking for nothing back from you, you're going to be like, hey, I I, I, ain't, I shouldn't have been by myself. So it's like just knowing, like, knowing the difference between when the devil is isolating you and when God is isolating you. When God isolates you, it's always going to be isolation, preparation, revelation then elevation he always elevates you anytime god isolating us he preparing us to elevate us so if, if you in a season of isolation right now just know this up it's up and it's stuck because I, I like to incorporate cardi and you know god let me be me but just know that it's up with god got you isolated now if the devil got you isolated you're just about to be there but and you're gonna keep being there but if god got you isolated in this season know that it's only up from here i don't know when your up is gonna come but just trust that your up is coming can't get stuck. Yeah. You can't get stuck. I told yeah. you she was anointed. She came in here. She done went crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that that that's that's real big right there. And uh one thing that you touched on was you was talking about separation, preparation, revelation, elevation. Like these are seasons. That's four seasons. Oh, look at that. I ain't even know that. Look at God. <laughs> season, like it's a season. It, 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 to everything in time, there's a time and a season. And the Bible tells us, like, uh, let us not get weary in well doing for in due season. You will reap if you faint not. So you just let us know that you can't reap in every season. You only gonna reap in that season of elevation with your harvest. So what seeds are you planting in this separated uh season? Because one thing that we don't understand is that when we go through, sometimes we going through heartbreak or hurt or disappointment. These are seeds of seeds that have been planted inside of you that God has to uproot before they receive a harvest. Mm -hmm. so what's happening is you are receiving a void, but you got to refill that void with seeds of love, seeds of joy, seeds of peace. That's what the kingdom, the kingdom of God is righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. And he says, seek ye first righteousness, joy, peace in the Holy Ghost. And then mm -hmm. just labeled it in a practical way. Then when your mind going to have peace, when your mm -hmm. mind have peace, he said he'll give you perfect peace. Your mind has stayed on him. So now your mind got perfect peace. You able to let him order your steps. And when he order your steps, you trust him with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding because all your ways, you're going to acknowledge him and he going to direct your path. Now you're able to lead that separation. You go to preparation. You ain't, you ain't 
moaning and complaining no more. You're able to get prepared like, all right, it's time for me to do something. Okay, it's time for me to do something. Now that she's a revelation come, because you understand why you preparing. you like, all right, I'm preparing because I got to do this now. God like, all right, this is what I was preparing you for. You Joseph, you feel what I'm saying? You don't know why you got through into the pit. You don't know why you had to go be a slave. You don't know why this woman just lied on you. You don't know why she just put you in, in, the, uh, in jail. You don't know why this happening. But all this preparation, now it's revelation time because now you had to trust God harder than ever. Because when you telling these people these dreams, you had no choice but to believe these dreams was true because this just what you've been going through. You done had a dream your whole life. You like, I'm tired of understanding dreams. I'm tired of having dreams, but this is what you had to do. It's your preparation. It was your isolation and preparation. Now your revelation come. Now the king come get you. Pharaoh come get you. Like, so what they talking about? You know how to do this. This mm -hmm. what you learned how to do in your season of isolation and preparation. Now your your revelatory moment come that this was needed. Mm -hmm. As soon as you be uh, on the right time. You was in the right place in the right time. You prepared. You ain't just procrastinate. You prepared. Yeah. Elevation come. Yeah, that's good. Definitely. Yeah, most definitely. And then it even, when you said that, it even reminded me of the scripture. I can't think of it offhand, but it says, um, there is a time for everything, a time to laugh and a time to cry, a time to live and a time to... So it's a season for everything. You know, um, I think we all just look for for good seasons just for our whole life just supposed to be good and that's that's not it because if our whole life was good why would we need god we wouldn't need god if everything went good because we know that majority of us don't even search or seek for god until something bad happens so if god kept everything good we wouldn't even be searching or seeking or even wanting a relationship with god so that's why we have to go through those rock bottom moments that i talk about or those those Joseph moments when you get through in the pit, you know what I'm saying? All those moments, that's why we got to go through them because if God was to just let everything be, we already know we don't even go to God when everything good. We say, look at God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And that be it. We ain't, we ain't trying to get in his presence. We ain't trying to know him. We ain't desperate for him. But when we hit rock bottom and everything going bad, what's the first thing you do? You start praying to God. You start talking to him more. You start wanting to listen to more, more gospel music. You know what I'm saying? You worshiping. You want to listen. T.D. Jakes and, and Sarah Jakes and Mike Todd and whoever else you listen to. And then, you know what I'm saying? And then after that, you want to open up the Bible. Now, God, I want to know you. Could you? I need you to tell me what this means. Now we we trying to rush God now because we, you know what I'm saying? We trying to get up out of our season. And God like, that ain't how I go. You can't rush me. You can't rush me. It's my timing. Because I even, I've done it. I, I ran for my call from so long. And then when I said, yes, I wanted God to move like that. But God said, no, just because you ready now don't mean I'm ready. You on my time and I'm going to take my time with you because when I was ready, you weren't ready. And that's how I go. Just because you ready don't mean that I'm about to rush and get you up out that season because you in a rough place. Because as soon as I rush you up out of this season, you're going to forget about me again. So I'm going to let you go through this season for a, for a while. And then when I feel like you ready and you ain't going to forget about me, then I'll allow you to come out. But until then, you're going to sit here. You can't rush me. And I always just say, he, I, 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 you know, and, and I will get so hard on myself. And I think that's why, like, now, you know, I tell people all the time, I am the way that I am when it comes to God because I ran for so long. You get what I'm saying? And I just, I just want more than anything to get it right. I just want to get it right, you know? And I know that at times I be, my pastor tell me at times, sometimes you be harder on yourself than God do. God don't even be that hard on you, but you be harder on yourself. And it's just like, 
I just want to do right. But you know what I'm saying? Like I ran for so long and, and now that I'm here, I just want to get it right. I, I just want to get it right. That's, that's the, that's the goal. I want people to know God. I want th the real God, not the religious God, like the God that loves us, the God that want to be our friend, the God that want to laugh with us. He don't just want to cry with us. He want to joke with us. God's so good. Like when I tell you my daddy, he's so good. Like y'all, he, he jokes with us. Like I was sitting at the table one day and I was working at this time. I was working at a nurse home. This was during the pandemic. And, you know, they was paying big money to the STNAs. And um, they were at this time, it was a Sunday. I'm like, I'm going to get up. I'm going to study. And then I'm going to go to church. And then I was supposed to go to work second shift. I get on the app and I see that they were paying thirty five dollars. I'm like, well, maybe I'm going to just go to work. I'll study. You know what I'm saying? Later. I ain't going to go to church. I'll study later. And I said, no, no, no. You're going to study. You're going to sit down and you're going to study. So I went and I sat down at the kitchen table. But before I opened up my Bible, I said, let me check the app again and see did the rate go up. The rate went up to $40, right? So the first thing that popped on my mind is it was a meme that was going through Instagram and it was like, girls always asking for $40. And I, I sat there and I laughed because it was kind of like God was saying, I, you, you know, y'all always ask for $40. What you gonna do for this $40? And I just laughed and I said, God, you funny. Oh, you got jokes. You trying to see what I'm gonna do for this $40, huh? You trying to see if I'm gonna go ahead and go to work or if I'm gonna actually sit here and spend time with you. And I just had to laugh because it's like, he wanna laugh with us too. Like, he not as bad as or as hard as we make him out to be like religion that made us believe that like, we can't laugh with God and we can't joke with God. I be laughing, and me and God be laughing. We be laughing, like he, he wants that. Like he don't just want us to come, come to him when we just so heartbroken and tore down and he like, dang, that's all they use me for? Like, I wanna be their friend, I wanna talk to them. I wanna, you know what I'm saying? I wanna laugh with them about their kids and what their kids did. My cousin always say, you wanna make God laugh, tell him your plans because his plans and our plans are never the same, but God is not as, hard as we make him to be so I, I just encourage everybody to try God for yourself try him for yourself I'm gonna say that again I said it earlier but I'm gonna say it again try God for yourself and understand this as well even if you fall short get back up get mm -hmm. back up one thing that I've learned is once you have an encounter with God and you get in God's presence when you get out of his presence again it's the hardest thing ever to get back in his presence and to hear his voice again. When you have that experience with God and you come out of his presence, because I done came out of his presence in seasons and then I done went back and I'm thinking I'm about to pick up where I left off at. That ain't how I go. That ain't right back to start point. It don't mean that I love you no less, but you don't get to come back and be right back where you was at. I need you to go back and start from the beginning. I need to see how desperate you are for me. I need to see how much you want this change. So it's like, stay in his presence. Even if you fall, do not leave his presence. Repent, pick up your mat, and walk. Go. Don't worry about what this person saying, that person saying. Just get up and go. And know that God has ordered your steps. He ordered your steps. There is no man on hell or on earth that can, in hell or on earth, that can stop what God has ordained over your life. It may take you a little longer to get there, but you're going to get there. And it ain't who says it's going to take you longer. That might just be the time that God had for you. We be thinking we be taking the longer routes, but no, the destination is going to always be the same. It's just going to be some detours in a row. You see how that came back? <laughs> the destination, you see how that came back? I said detours from the prayer live, and then we, the destination will always be the same. Sometimes we got to take detours, but that don't mean your destination changed. It just means you had to take a different route. And a lot of us, I'm pretty sure majority of us done took a detour to get to where we are. Nobody just went that straight path that the GPS, which is the Bible, told us to go. 
we all took detours because when God says go left, we wanted to go right because we wanted to see what was on the right. So don't beat yourself up. Be transparent. Be transparent. Be transparent. Is somebody out there life dependent on your transparency? Is somebody life dependent on you going forward? Go forward. You are the generational curse breaker. You was created for a time like this. You are the game changer. You are the game changer. We ain't talk about goats. We ain't talk about none of that. You are the game changer. God did not make a mistake when he formed you in your mother's womb. He knew who you was going to be before he formed you in your mother's womb. And everything that you need to go forward, he already equipped you with it. It's up to you to unlock what's inside of you. It's up to you. And in seasons of desperation, you're going to start unlocking. But don't just wait till you're desperate to unlock. Start unlocking it when you're in a good place. And that's it. That's it. No, that, that's big because that detour, that's that preparation. Mm -hmm. You can't be trying to elevate before it's time because if you ain't prepared, yeah, them demons going to hit you because different levels come different demons. He yeah. said, we wrestle against flesh and blood. So mm -hmm. you got to understand like with different callings and different assignments, Different things gonna come, and if you ain't get prepared, that yeah. demon might have prepared you. Yeah, if you ain't get prepared in this time. You ain't gonna know how to fight. You ain't gonna know what scriptures you need. You ain't gonna know what experiences you need to uh, feedback off. You ain't gonna know who to call. Right. Because right. you done tried to move too fast. So, hey, that, that that's powerful. What you talking about right now? You done you done took us somewhere. You done took us on the detour. You know, take us on the detour. Hey, no, but I appreciate it every every bit. Make sure y'all tap in with obedience is key. She's an author, speaker, consultant. You feel me? She got a lot of content out here. Where can they find you on uh on the internet? On Instagram, it's three underscores obedience, O-B-E-D-I-E-N-C-E -E -E, is key. Um, I'm actually of approaching my fourth annual prayer luncheon which is next month um the link is in the bio if you would like to purchase a ticket to be in attendance it is going to be amazing come and experience come and get some love come and get some healing some joy some peace come party with god because god want to have fun too he like to have fun too um but only in his way in his way not not another way um and then also yeah just um instagram as of now, I am on a break from doing the prayer live until 2023, um, until God revealed to me my next step. So I'm learning that I have to be obedient as well, because I can't be talking about I'm obedience is key and I ain't being obedient. So I had to be obedient to what God told me to do. And at, at one point I was kind of sad. I was like, God, I told you that I was going to do this and I wasn't going to stop. And God said, you're not being disobedient because you wanted to do it. You being obedient because I told you to stop. So you're not you're not disappointing me because I thought that I was, you know, I made that promise to God in 2018 that I'm going to do it no matter what. And then here it is. Spirit is telling me to stop and I'm ignoring spirit and spirit brought it back around again. And I'm like, but God, I promise you. And God said, you're not being disobedient because you ain't stopping just because you want to stop because you tired. You stopping because I told you to stop. So, um. What is next? Um, God will never give you the why until what's next. I mean, God will never give you the why until you walk into what's next. So the why will be revealed when I, when he, when I show y'all what's next, what God is doing um, in me uh, and to me and around me and through me. But yeah, Instagram for the most part, which is three underscores, obedience is key. 
Hey man, make sure y'all tap in with around that obedience is key. She gonna, she gonna teach y'all some stuff. She got the anointing, y'all see what's going on, and she able to talk to a community of people that and sometimes they feel like everybody don't understand them. Well, guess what? I just showed y'all obedience is key. So tap in with her, learn from her, love on her. Make sure y'all check out her uh her prayer lunch. And what, what date? What's the date? November 19th. It's from 12 until 4. Um, but when you click the link in my bio, you'll it'll take you to the um eventbrite where you'll see all the information about the event. All right, for sure. We're going to put the link in here, too. We're going to put the link down in here. Make sure y'all tap in. I'm going to come out there. I, I don't think I got nothing to do on the 19th. I'm going to come out there. So make sure y'all check Abby. it out. And it's going to be an amazing time. So I appreciate you for logging on here, talking with us, uh, giving us some of your wisdom, giving us some of the things that God has shown you. So as we close out tonight, can you close us out with a word of prayer? Yeah, I just want to first off say thank you for having me. Um, God makes no mistakes when he places people on paths. Once again, that's why it's so vital that you stay covered until God exposes you um, and not be so desperate to sit at everybody's table. Um, so I thank you. Um, I pray and I told God, thank you for, you know what I'm saying, for even placing us on each other's path, for placing me on your mind. Um, I, I, I really, really love what you are doing. Um, I pray that God continues to use you in a mighty, mighty way. Um, I pray that there will be abundance over your life for you even trying to bridge the gap for the people, especially the people of our city that are so lost, you know, um, that are so confused, that are so hurt, that are so broken, that are so going through an identity crisis. Um, and you, you standing in a gap and letting them know that there's people out here that, that are like you, but they're not like you, you get what I'm saying? Like they're like you, but they're here to help you and assist you and, and lead you and and guide you on a way to you know to get back to Christ to get back to God because that's the ultimate goal is to build up the kingdom of God and just to get back to Christ um that's my main goal is to just for people to get that relationship with God your own relationship so I thank you for doing that um and I pray that God pours into you as you continue to pour out I pray that you have no room to receive everything that he is about to do in your life this is only the beginning um, when you took that step, what that step that you took in Atlanta, I tell people all the time, it's something different about God in Atlanta. Uh, he, he do something different to you in Atlanta. But when you took that step, that was the step that was going to change your life, for gener not just your life, but generations to come after you. You are the game changer of your family um, and your community, the people that you are assigned to. Um, so thank you for having me. And yes, I'll close our prayer. Father God, we come to you right now. We come to you right now, Father God, just to say thank you, Father. We thank you for this platform, Father God. We thank you right now, Father God, for the person that is in charge of the, the platform, Father God. We thank you right now for his obedience, Father God, because if he wouldn't have been obedient, Father God, to even walk into the steps that you had already ordered for him before you even formed him in his mother's womb, we would not be right here today, Father God. So right now, we just thank you for this man of God. We ask you right now that you pour back into him as he had poured out, Father God, not just in this season, 
but seasons before this season and seasons after this season, Father God. We pray that you touch him from the top of his head down to the soles of his feet, Father God. Breathe new breath into him, breathe new life into him, give him a fresh wind, give him a fresh anointing, give him a fresh fire, Father God. And Father God, we pray right now that you answer all the desires of his heart, Father God, but only if it's according to your will and your way for his life. Father God, I pray right now for each and every person that will come up under the sound of our voice, Father God. I pray right now that there will be something that was in this podcast, Father God, that will wake up their spirit, Father God, that will touch them, Father God, and they will want to experience you, Father God, the way that we've experienced you and even go higher in you, Father God. So we thank you right now. And even if only one person is to be touched, Father God, we know that we have done your will and we have done your way, Father God. So we just thank you right now, Father God for the listeners, Father God. We thank you right now, Father God, for the equipment, Father God. We thank you right now, Father God, for bridging the gap, Father God, for your people to come back to you, Father God. Father God, we ask that your will be done here on heaven as it is in earth, Father God. And I pray right now, Father God, that everyone that will come up under our voice, Father God, I pray that you will fulfill whatever need, whatever it is that they are standing in a need of, Father God. If it is healing, they will be healed. If it's deliverance, they will be delivered. If it is finances, they will be fixed. If it's peace, they will have peace. If it's joy, they will have joy, Father God. Father God, we ask that you bind up any demonic attacks that the enemy will try to send our way throughout the rest of this week. Go before us and make every crooked place straight. And we thank you right now, Father God, for the hedge of protection that you place over our lives. We thank you for the provision, Father God. We thank you for being the eyes around the corner when we can only see to the corner. And Father God, last but least, we thank you for being an on-time God. And I call you my 1159 type of God. You may not come when we want you to come, but you come right on time, Father God. The deadline could be at 12, but you'll show up at a 1159 and we thank you for being the rocky rock bottom we thank you for being our prince of peace our joy our love father god and we thank you for being a mind keeper and a wave maker and if we could just touch the hem of your garment father god we will be healed and we will be free like the woman with the issue of blood because we know that he who the son sets free is free indeed father god so with all these things we pray in jesus name amen 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 i appreciate that i, I receive everything that you, you prayed over us Receive everything you prayed over us. I, I thank you for that. I appreciate it. And and something that came to my mind too through this episode, your brother gonna come back. So I mean, I think you already know that, but this was just this was a detour for him. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. a detour. He he had to get disciplined, and you know that's right. what they do over there. He he that's yeah. what he was searching for. He was searching for discipline, but he's gonna find out that there's no grace over there. There's no grace in the law. Only thing they believe in is the law, but it's no grace with the law. And once he identifies that, that's when he's going to reach back out to you. Okay. I receive that. Definitely do. Definitely do. And not just for him, for all my brothers, but definitely. Amen. Amen. So appreciate y'all for logging on to the God's My Source podcast. Y'all already know what time it is. We, we talk about real things, real people. We bridge the gap between the Bible and the culture. And we have a good time doing it. So we appreciate uh, obedience is key for coming on here, giving us her words of wisdom, giving us her anointing and shedding that light on us. So make sure y'all tap in with her. Check us out on uh, Instagram at God is my underscore source. Y'all can check us out at God is my source dot com. And we just going to keep this going. So make sure y'all grab the merch. The merch is going to keep us being able to obtain new equipment so we can be able to bring y'all more content so appreciate y'all so and see y'all next time